Okay, let me go over uh, last week. <coughs> I've done it's called the chronology of the evolution. I like use the word evolution, but the, the different stages of reality. I had begun that the uh, last week and so on. Uh, so I, I just like to go through that some of the ideas <coughs> because we've been speaking about you know the concepts of Ene Mavadoi. So I had mentioned that um, actually let me do base because let me go uh, do this. Oh yeah, because I was saying the concept that the motion doesn't exist. I said there are seven elements of the Bria. And the bunch of God is none of these things. Right? The first element is time. Okay, whatever that is. You know, I define time. I don't know if it's a definition. You have to define time. It's the duration of existence. In fact, that existence has duration. Continuity. <coughs> Doesn't tell you what time is. But it certainly tells you what can be a result of time. That you somehow exist continuously. <clears throat> you know, nobody knows what time is. So, uh, time is one. That the, one of the elements of creation is time. Why time? How much more time? Don't ask me for the alternative. What's the alternative to time? It means if there's no time, what does that mean? Unknown. You know what no time is. What does it mean not to exist in time? There's no, no changes. What? There's no changes. I don't know. <clears throat> Some people say that if there's no time, that means everything is present. That means Moshe Rabbeinu is crossing the Yamsuf now. It's a mess. Except we don't, what? It's a mess. Everything's in one. Well, it's, a, it, it's called the simultaneity of all events <clears throat> that will ever happen. There is such a shit in physics, by the way, you know, where there's a what's called mu- a multiple verse in, Verses, universes, but they're multiple verses. There are alternatives to reality where everything you could do happens now, and you choose which one to do. So that universe that you chose to do, <coughs> that outcome coalesces, and that's what happens. All kinds of strange uh, thinking in physics, and so on. Physics has become very uh, cosmological, very um, philosophical in many ways. Because they encounter things which don't make any sense. So you have to become philosophical in physics. But anyway, so what does it mean not to exist in time? Uh, we don't know. Because we don't even know what time is and so on. Uh, does it mean that there's no... Well, we know time has three stages. There's a past, what was. There's a present, what is now instantly from nanosecond to nanosecond, so to speak. Or picosecond, actually, probably better. And pico is a trillionth of a second. Instead of nano is a billionth, right? And then you have what will be. Okay. Um, 
But when you think about it, you ask yourself, what does it mean? Why did the Russian create time? Again, it's hard to understand what the alternative to that is. Does that mean everything exists in the present? Which means nothing was and nothing will be? Everything happens now simultaneously. Is that what it means? That mean even the, the present, time, even the present the measurement is time. Of time? No, not the measurement of time. Not at all. The concept of time, or I should say, the phenomenon of time. You mean past, present, or future? Yes, that's the phenomenon of time. We don't know. We know time has a past, a present, and a future, but we don't know what time is. Nobody knows what time is. I define it as the duration of existence, or the continuity of existence. You know, I don't know if that's a definition or that's an outcome. Anyway, but certainly um, there is a concept of time. But the question is. Uh, why the Russian create time? Why do we have to exist in time? And so on. That's, that's a question, you know. Um, and the answer, I imagine, would be because once you have time, then you will have the past, present, and future. Motion. What? Motion. No, no, forget motion. You'll have a, why do we need a past, a present, and a future? <coughs> you know? <coughs> Who? The young Do we need young <coughs> No. Now, why do we need a past and a present and a future? To not be static. To not just be frozen. We don't know if if no time means we're frozen. We don't know. The whole thing is wishy-washy. You know, we're dealing with a very amorphous topic. No, that's not why. Why do we need time? How is there a concept of children if there's no time? How is there a concept of children if there's no time? What are you really saying? I did because I did the Avera today and now I did a made a Kabbalah Haba. <coughs> okay, you're being specific. I mean, it's any change. Why don't you generate... Oh, any change. The problem is, you see, the problem is that <coughs> if the Russian would have created Olam Haba immediately, which is the place that we ultimately will be, correct? Then you don't really need time. I mean, I don't know what... The, again, I don't know what the alternative is, right? But you don't really need time. You're just there... And you're just receiving it, you know. You know. Well, but if well, it will have to be for eternal. It, yes, it's, a, it's a, eternity. But does that mean time goes on forever, or there's no time? Which is it? If time goes on forever, it, by by definition, there's no time. No, I think no, no. one depends on the other. No, 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 that's not true. Time, the, they know time. When there's will time, be... it means there's a beginning and there's an end. No. Or else there wouldn't be a concept of time. No, it's not true. It's a progression. Time simply means the passage of something that we don't really know what it is. It goes on, never stops. Forever simply means it never terminates. That's all. It's not, it's not true. Anyway, um, so why do we need a, a, a time? Because time allows, <coughs> since the Russian decided, right, that in order to get Ilim Habo, you need to do something... Then clearly there has to be what? In other words, once the Russian created the concept of what? That you need to do something in order to get something, then we automatically divide events, right? You automatically divide events where the event is not simultaneous. Ayyad Mahabha is not simultaneous to your avoider, right? So therefore, we introduce the concept called cause and effect. A cause and effect needs time because the cause has to happen, and then the effect happens afterwards. That's time. That's a past <clears throat> and a future. You see what I'm saying? No, once the Russian decided 
that you need to be oivate to get oidem haba, correct? That's cause and effect. You do cause, you do the avoider, you do the mitzvahs and so on, you get oidem haba. That's the concept of cause and effect. But cause and effect cannot occur simultaneously. It can, why not? Cause and effect doesn't have to be in time. Well, how, Ch- change has been time, not cause you and effect. You cannot, then what does it mean to have an effect and a cause instantaneously? How does that mean? To have a cause and effect instantaneously? Uh, not instantaneously, what am I talking about? Simultaneously. No, that, that's a... Well, cause and effect. If, if they're simultaneous, how can you have a cause? There is a concept you find in the Gemara. <coughs> you know? Uh, <coughs> there is such a concept which seems to say that there's a simultaneity of two events. <coughs> Even though one event must precede the other event, in other words, if one event needs another event to exist, the effect needs the cause to exist, does it not? Right? If the cause doesn't exist, then the effect cannot exist. So then how could the cause and effect come simultaneously? In other words, if event B needs A to exist, in order for B to exist, it needs A, right? So then how could B exist if A is simultaneous to B? Doesn't make sense. Sure, when I'm... Yet there is such a concept. When I'm moving the bottle, it's the same time. I'm causing it to move, but it's the same time. I mean, it doesn't have to proceed. What? When I'm moving the bottle, it's at the same time I'm causing it and it's moving. No, but you're you're moving it here, and as you move it, it changes space. Uh, My hand is also changing space at the same time as bottle. It's not. It's cause and effect. I'm actually causing it to move, but the cause and effect happens at the same time. There's no difference at all. The cause and effect. My hand is a cause. I'm causing. I'm moving it, right? I'm moving the hand at the same time. Bottle is moving also. Cause and effect happens at the same time. Yeah, but your hand moving is a cause. It's a cause. So but at the, the same time, there's no difference in time. It's it's moving at the same time. Wait, that that's because you're looking at it together. But look <coughs> at it in the, in the, on a scale of a nanosecond. Mm-hmm. You have to same thing. Same thing. The muscle had to switch first. You grab something, yeah. You grab something, right? What do you do? <coughs> you need to move it. Once you, you need to provide a, a muscular energy of some sort, right? So that precedes the movement. Name? It looks simultaneously, but if you look at the scale of a trillionth of a second, your muscle moves before that thing moves. See, you're looking at, you see, you're looking at it at a scale that seems to indicate, well, my hand and the bottle are moving at the same time, right? But if you look at it at the scale of a trillionth of a second or quadrillionth of a second, you'll see that your hand went first and then that bottle, you know? That's why it looks the way it does. But anyway, uh, so therefore, in the concept of cause and effect, therefore you need the concept of a past and a future. Once you have past and a future, then you're looking at time. Anyway, the main idea I wanted to say was that the Rebbe does not exist in time. We have no idea what that means. Therefore, the Rebbe is it doesn't have a beginning and an end. So Ramchal says he's Kadmoin Vinitzchi means he antecedes everything or precedes, and he will always be. But is that because he exists in time? No, he precedes and and and, and postcedes. You know, not in time, whatever that means. You see, it's outside of time.
so you have time, space, matter, energy, life, consciousness, and motion. Those are seven elements of the Bria. There's a whole Bria stands, it's called the uh, scaffold. <coughs> it's called a scaffold, you know. In other words, all existence has a scaffold called these seven things. Okay? Because everything exists in time, in space. It, it exists as matter, which is energy, and so on. But anyways, but why the motion, seven matter, matter and energy the same? Why are they? Yeah, I know. I thought about that, but I just because uh, it's true that they're the same. Well, actually, they're two different forms of the same thing. We don't even know what they are. But I, because they're two different things to us, I, I say, you know, I don't know if Einstein would agree, but anyway, because Einstein held that matter is energy <coughs> frozen. If you freeze energy, whatever that means, then that becomes matter. But nobody knows what energy is which is also problematic. We know energy imparts motion, you see. In other words, energy imparts motion, but if nobody knows what energy is. If E equals mc squared, so both sides of the equation don't match up, if energy is matter, so why is it matter energy? It is. I'm saying, so why isn't the other way around? Why isn't energy just matter? No, no, because as if, it's like saying, well, there's water and ice. If it's water, it's not ice, even though they're the same things. Because we're looking at two different states of one thing. We're looking at an H2O molecule, hydrogen and oxygen in a molecule. In one state, it's called ice. In another state, it's called water. And in another state, it's called steam. But it's the same thing. So you have to distinguish between the same thing, but it's different states. So matter and energy are really two different states of the same thing. What is that? Nobody knows. I mean, anyway. Oh, so then we don't know what matter is either. No, nobody knows what mass is. I mean, the, the, the most prevalent theory now, the latest theory, <clears throat> see, the problem is that they're, they're trying to get down to the basic building block of what makes everything. What makes everything, you know? So in the beginning, they thought it was a molecule. Then they broke that down into an atom. Then the atom, they broke that down into subatomic particles, right? The proton, the neutron, and so on, right? But then they broke that down to what's called quarks. That really a proton, a neutron, and are made of quarks, and so on. And then they broke that down into strings, which is infinitesimally small, and they vibrate. Depending on how, how many dimensions they vibrate in, that produces different types of matter, different types of phenomenon. It's a whole thing that they got going down there, you know? But string theory, as it's called, is the latest conjecture. Why well, I say conjecture? Because nobody ever saw it. Nobody can measure it. They don't even have an experiment to, experiment to validate it. So nobody knows. So nobody knows what matter is. You know? Like Aristotle once said, well, everything that is, you can cut in half if you have these, a knife small enough. But the problem is, is there something so far down or so small that you can't cut in half? He said, no, you have to be able, to, if you have the correct knife, you can cut it in half. But they're still looking for the smallest thing in existence, <coughs> of which you cannot cut. Are strings cuttable? Who? Strings are cuttable? Strings 
<coughs> strings are really, I see what strings really are is energy. A string is an energy <coughs> that vibrates in different dimensions. String theory, I think, posits 11 dimensions. Which is, I think string, in order for string theory to be true, I think it has to exist, which is also a lot of Kabbalah in this, which matches up to Kabbalah. Uh, string theory, I think, needs 10 dimensions or 26. That's very interesting because according to Kabbalah, the Bria, the creation, is made up of 10 spheres, which is really the Yudke Vovke, the Havoya, which is 26 Kabbalah. There's a lot of interesting parallels here and so on, you know. But, uh, but again, nobody's ever seen a string. It's infinitesimally small, and it is so small that it can vibrate in more than one dimension. We, of course, don't know more than three. How, how do you get 26 again? What happened? 26. You, what in order for string theories to exist, then, yeah. string, mm-hmm. uh, then, you ha- then there has to be either 10 dimensions or 26, which is incredible because Kabbalah dimensions says... Where? Who? Dimensions where or what? Nobody knows where. It's just more than three. Oh. It, it vibrates in different dimensions, and depending on which dimension vibrates, that, <coughs> that's what it becomes. So proton, it, the string is vibrating, let's say, in uh, dimension three, whereas a neutron is dimension eight. We don't know what that means. Listen, it's down to <coughs> stuff that doesn't make sense anymore. <coughs> is it possible it could be a size can be infinite going smaller and smaller and smaller? Well, right now, the, the smallest thing is string. You have to realize how strong a string. I think a string, if you line them up, you know, uh, octillion of them, they wouldn't even make a nanometer. I mean, it's like it's like absurd. I think it's ten to the minus forty-three, which is ten followed by forty-three zeros. Like, what is that? It's so small, it's not even there, but yet it is there. So, like, it's like in and out of existence. You know. Anyway. Nobody knows what that is, really, you know. But anyway, so the Bershom is really none of these things, which is astounding. Because if you think about it, the whole Bria, according to scientists, the universe is 13.7 billion light years, right? And I mentioned the light years, 5 trillion light travels in a year, 5 trillion miles. A light year is a measure of distance, not of time. So you're looking at 13.7 billion times 6 trillion. will tell you the size of the universe, right? But that means the Bershom is bigger than that because it's all contained within him. Could you imagine a being more than 13.7 billion light years wide? And that's not even there because beyond that is all the other Ilamas. Isn't it so, it's so, what? Isn't it a constant state of expansion? Yes. The universe is expanding and nobody knows. You know, that's what they see. It's expanding. So what's this measure? Right now, the present measure. But it is expanding at a faster and faster. A faster rate. Now the question is, what is it expanding into? Because there's no into. You know, because the universe is the totality of space. So how can the universe expand into what? There's no space. You, you, you talk about the stuff that already there, like, you know, there's Alice in Wonderland stuff. This is this science, <laughs> it's science fiction stuff. What? Why, space is it's infinite. Like worse. What? Space is infinite, no? Just the universe is expanding so, in infinite space. No, space is not infinite. According to them. Yeah. Oh, they are saying it's not infinite? No. Space is not infinite. It's beyond. Okay, well, maybe it's not subject. What's beyond? Anyway, it's not infinite. No. Is space within the universe or outside of the universe? <coughs> no, the universe is space. The universe is space. 
You understand? Outside of the universe, there's no space. So the real consciousness, and what's expanding into? You know what I'm saying? But what I'm, what, what, what I'm trying to bring out here is that the Bosham is none of these elements, A. When you think about it, that means the Bosham is larger than 13.7 billion light years. That's 6 trillion times 13.7 billion, which is an incredibly large number. God is larger than that. Like, what does that mean? How can a being be larger than that? So we're not talking here about a being that we have any understanding about. You see? So, that, so when you learn the, the, the first simon here, what the, Bam, what the Ramchal is saying is that Motsi Rishon, Kadman, Benitzri, you have to remember, when he's not into the elements that we can describe, God has no cause, and therefore he's not an effect of something. You see. But the, the question is then, who caused him? As you will see later, the, he has no cause. Nobody caused him. And so on. You know. Anyway. Okay, base is very important. That this being called God, the truth of his existence is not comprehended by anything. The only thing we know about God is that he's perfect. And there's no deficiency. That's very interesting what the Ramchal says, because it provides a very important clue, although the Ramchal doesn't say it. You know, the real question is, what is perfection? When we say something is perfect, first of all, what figure of speech is perfect? What's the figure of speech? Really, perfect man. What is a It's an adjective. Yes, <laughs> right. Perfection is a concept that needs to exist in something else. That's called an accident. There are certain things that need something else to exist in. For instance, roundness. Did you, anybody ever see roundness by itself? No. Right? Something has, has roundness. It's called an accidental being in philosophy. You know, for instance, a ball. A ball has matter or mass, but the mass has shape. Roundness is a type of shape. So therefore, the ball itself is called a substantial being. It has substance. But the roundness is called an accidental being. Okay? Because... It needs the ball to exist in, right? So when we say God is perfect, what does that mean he's perfect? Well, that's an adjective. <clears throat> What's perfect? What does perfection really mean? What does perfection really mean? Without a flaw. Without a flaw or no limits. There's no limits, no deficiencies, no flaws. In other words, what perfection means, if I had to give a positive definition, okay, is the existential totality of what something could be, it is. What? It's not the same as saying no limits. You said it, what it could be. <coughs> so a perfect man what is a man who's as perfect as a man could be. Correct. That's right. Yes. So if he has limits, he can't fly. But 
He's as perfect no, as no, a man can be. Well, not really, because a man could be, you know, something. Yeah, I'm, no. you know. But he's not any other man. No, why? Still, man. What we have? What's the definition of a man? It's not a man has a, a man is what is a rational animal. Animal. That's the definition of a man. Let's hope he's more rational than animal. But uh, he's animal because he's sentient. You know, he has. Uh, we, we we are really animals, but we're rational because we could think. That's how they <coughs> define a man: a rational animal, a thinking animal. Animal because he has the ability to be sentient. That means he has senses <coughs> and so on. And he's not a vegetable, whatever. Anyway, um, what's the definition again? Could you repeat? Who? Could you repeat the definition? Of a man? Perfection. perfection. No, no. So the way I define perfection <laughs> is whatever the being is, right? Whatever it is, it, it is totally whatever it could be, it is. Oh, there's no, there's no difference between potential and actual? Yes, exactly, yeah. In other words, whatever a thing, that's why I see perfection, right? <coughs> whatever a thing is, it is totally that. So an imbecile. But that's not a limit. Say that doesn't mean it has no limits. Well, let's say, forget flying. Let's say, so a, if you a define, perfect man is not an elephant. He's limited in being a man and not an elephant. A perfect that's a limit. Man, well, you, well, if he's a man, he's not an that's elephant. Exactly. So, but that, that's not, that's not that's perfection. Let's take an it's not a, it, We're saying he's this and not that. Yeah, okay. And, and, and Let's take an imbecile. An imbecile. You're an imbecile. Who? <coughs> Born imbeciles. Okay, an if, imbecile. If that imbecile uh, achieves uh, whatever it can be achieved, so that imbecile is perfect. Well, is it, you mean is he a perfect imbecile? <laughs> no, you said that's the definition. Is that what you're alluding to? You said that's the definition of perfection. To, uh, to be what, what the potential is. No, because his brain... <clears throat> what? The potential of this imbecile's brain... Yes. ...is much greater than his... In other words, he... No, uh, and this only has a certain amount that he can go up to. No, because his brain is faulty. There's something wrong with his head. You know? There's something wrong with his head, so therefore... His brain has the capacity to be brilliant genius and so on. The guy's an imbecile. You know, or an animal. Be... Let's take an animal, for instance. A kangaroo. <coughs> uh, kangaroo. A kangaroo, let's say, has potential to achieve certain strength yeah. that it doesn't have right away. So if it, if it, in fact, has it, it's perfect? If it has its strength? No, an animal isn't, isn't born with all its potentiality either right away. No, potentiality at this point. Yeah. No. Well, it's actually, it's actually with, with, with when it matures, it becomes stronger, it becomes swifter. So if, if, if take an animal, if you, if it would have, if the potential would be uh, there, you would call that perfect. Actual. That no, would be perfection? To, no, perfection is the actualization Completely. of everything it could be, potentially. The potentiality... Well, animal. Wait. The, but it wouldn't be perfect. Wait, the potentiality is actualized, totally. Because there's nothing in it that is deficient in, term, in terms of what it is. But that, that's really a narrow definition of perfect. You know what I'm saying? For instance, a being, you know, a, a human, you know. A human can have an IQ far greater than what he has. You know what I'm saying? He can, IQ can be off the charts. I mean, there are people who have... The, but that would make him a perfect human. It's 180. So that would make him a perfect human, but it wouldn't define... It, 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 it would make say, him a, this is perfect. Yes, 
That's why I'm, what I'm offering now... Perfect what? Is, Again, oh, back to the same what I'm offering now is a limited concept of perfection. But at least we can begin with that. In other words, the being, <coughs> whatever it could be, it is. Totally and absolutely. But that's really a limited, right? It be because we'll, it's limited to its species, to what it is, right? Okay, I threw that out as a first. When we say the Bosham is perfect, right? So we're saying the, is, the existence of the nature of God is that which is the totality <coughs> of everything that can exist. So here, so normally you could say the, the spe- a, a species is perfect if it has the totality of what it could be. Wait, but God, but is God, God is perfect because he has the totality of whatever existence can be. He's got it. Which is infinite. You know, it's whatever existence, whatever that is, allows, and you've got all of it. And we don't know what existence gives you the totality of what. For him, it's why don't you do? Why don't we just say that he's saying it's a matzah shalom? It's an adjective on matzah. He's mitzias. He's t- the type of existence he is. He's shalom. It's the most existence that could possibly be. Not that he exists. Not that he. Not that he contains everything. He's a matzah well, shalom. Yes, yeah. mitzias. Well, Matzah Shalom, he's a being that is perfect. Right? That's right. <coughs> Matzah is a being, Shalom, that is perfect. Right? Bechol mine shlemus. But what, what I'm saying so far now is that, you know... Which parrot is that, by the way? The first. Can we begin? That's the first. Yeah, I mean, first, the second, second... So you're saying it's not, it's not enough to encompass uh, all, the, all the existence. It's important to encompass for him all the potential existence also. It's actually other, whatever existence allows, he's got it. No, but we don't know what so. existence posture is. But he is more than existence. Yeah. He is more than existence, God. We don't know anything. I'm just because we don't because if he's the creator, what does that mean? He's more than what we know, but there's more that we don't know. <coughs> there's more. There's more that we don't know. No, no, no. But that's still existence. No, what we don't know is also existence. Yeah, of course, but it, it's an attribute. Don't confuse an attribute with existence. An attribute is something that we have different qualities. Existence is the fact that the attributes have existence. So it would seem, therefore, that the definition of, in terms of what Ronchal is saying, that his existence, right, has everything that existence will allow, and therefore God is perfect. In other words, there's nothing missing. In other words, existence would have allowed something. He doesn't have it, so he's not perfect. So in other words, so therefore the concept that encompasses God, right, is existence, and he's got everything that existence will allow, which would assume everything. You know what I'm saying? Yes. However, even that is flawed. Why? Why is that flawed? What what does existence not allow? Non-existence. Who? The creation of existence. No, no, no. I don't know what that means. What, what does existence not allow? Only one thing, non-existence. And therefore God wouldn't have what? Non-existence, everything else allows. Existence does not allow non-existence. That's true. Everything else allows for sure. So God does not have non-existence. Which is okay. Yeah, but that, that's, that's like, you know... Everything else, everything else it has? No, there's something else that existence does not allow. There are three laws of existence. It's called the transcendental laws of existence. What are they? One, between existence and non-existence, there's no middle. 
Existence does not allow that. There's no middle. You either are or you're not. There's no middle here. That's a transcendental laws of existence, which means that that concept transcends being, all being. You see? So between existence and non-existence, there is no middle. Why is it a limitation? You can't, what? You Why either exist or you don't. There's no such thing as a middle, whatever that would be. The, it does, the existence does not allow that, or the existence that we encounter does not allow Why that. Why is it a limitation? Who? Why is it a limitation? You said it's a limitation. Yeah, existence does not allow that. Why can't there be something that is, either, that is neither non-existence <coughs> or existence? Something else. It doesn't allow. Or, nothing can exist <coughs> and not exist at the same instant in time. It cannot be and not be at the same instant in time. Yes? Existence does not allow that. These, these, you know, these are laws. Existence itself has laws. You see what I'm saying? And this is very important. Why? You, all of a sudden, imagine you, you, you think about something and say, wait a minute. All of a sudden, you come up with a contradiction. Yes? If A, right? Now, if existence could be and not be, there would be no such thing contradiction. Because a thing and its contradiction can exist simultaneously. You see? <clears throat> we base our reasoning on the laws of existence. You know, when the Gemara says, you know, uh, you know uh, I'm a rubber, Rav says, uh, rubber says something, right? And the Gemara says, how can Rav say this? There's a Bryce that says the exact opposite. So I well, what's the problem? Rover and its exact opposite can exist at the same time. You see? But then the whole contradiction goes right out the window. Clearly then, it can't be. If Rav says A, you know what I'm saying? And it contradicts B, Right? I mean, if he says A and, and, and B is the opposite of A, that's a contradiction. But if I say existence and non-existence can exist at the same time, that would mean that A and B, which is a contradiction, can exist at the same time. That's what existence and non-existence is a contradiction. You see? So the laws of being say that they cannot exist at the same time. But if they could there would be no such thing as contradiction. You could actually have existence and it's not, and you could actually have something to be and it's not at the same instant time. It can't be that way. I'm just saying our thinking is based on the laws of existence. So then that's the same point. Here. So what I'm trying to say is, so does this limit God? You see, can God exist and not exist at the same time? It doesn't sound like him. Or can, rather, forget about God. Can God make something <coughs> that is and is not at the same instant in time? You know? The answer is yes. God can violate the laws of existence. He's not even, so what we're saying, he's not even limited by the laws of existence. Can I bring one example? You want to bring an example? Yeah. Who? Elu Velu. Well, Elu Elu. Okay, Elu Vielu, yeah. But uh, you can answer Elu Vielu. That's not so hard to answer. So when the machine says. Because it doesn't say Elu Vielu, that they both exist. Says the Elu Vielu Divrielu Kim Chayim. It's a word for living God. You know, and that that's a big out. You know what I'm saying? It's a big out. When the Rishonim say that, wait, well, you ace first. What? What? Anti matter means a different charge. That's all it means. You have a proton that's positive, and then there's the anti proton, which is the same thing as the proton, but it's a negatively charged proton. 
So if they come together, they annihilate each other. But they differ in charges, but they're both protons. You see, so that the, the anti-electron, so the antimatter is an atom that's exactly the reverse of another the atom. So the atom has positively charged proton, negatively charged electron, and that atom is a negatively charged proton and a positively charged, which I think is called a positron, electron. If they touch, they instantly annihilate each other, which means <coughs> they instantly become energy. That's, but it's not a, um, the charge is opposite, but that's it. Whatever that, we don't know what charge is. What's a charge? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. when the Roshanim said that, that, that a you can't make a triangle with four sides, with four lines. You can't make it, well, because it, it wouldn't be a triangle. I understand why not, but they said even Hashem can't do it. Who says that? Side to the Rash for the Rambam. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, why is this something he make? Why is, why is that not something he's limited by? He's, they say he can't do it. Cannot do it. He can't do it? Because it's meaningless. Well, because you, uh, uh, you define the triangle by three sides, right. so how could it be four sides? Right. If you define existence, I'm asking if you define existence as existing, how could you, how could you also have it not existing? See, that, that it's, there's certain, there's certain um, <coughs> contradictions that are really contradictions in, in words or definitions, you know? How's existing and non-existing not the same thing? Well, existing means to exist. And not to not exist. Exactly. So triangle means to have three sides, and four sides, and, 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 and an object with four sides is, doesn't have three sides. I'll tell you that that's a third transcendental law. A thing is what it is. It cannot be itself and something else at the same time. Is a triangle. It's called the law of identity. Okay, a triangle. A is A. A cannot be A and not A at the same instant in time. So what about? Can't add, I believe, energy or matter to the universe. Is that no? That's that's the law of conservation of energy. That matter is not matter and energy is neither created nor destroyed. So when something exists, in one form, it changes form. That's all. <clears throat> but you cannot create or destroy it. Isn't that the against the concept of the expanding universe? Um. Is it being filled up with new stuff, or I don't, uh, it's well, stretching out the same? It's stretching out, it's, obviously it's stretching out into something that is, even if it's not space. We just don't know the alternative to space. Oh. No. But anyway... So what are the examples of... Anyway, what, what, I wanna, what am I getting at here? Is there, what am I getting at here? What I'm getting at here is that the version is not limited by whatever existence can make. Can we get an example of some valid example of... We Hashem, did it? Or Hashem violate in the three? Yes, violate, yeah. But you have the Oran, which is interesting, the Oran. You know, the Oran, if you measured one end of the... Um, it wouldn't fit. Well, if you measured one end of the uh, the uh, Amigdash, the Kodesh, it was ten hours, right? From one wall to the other wall was ten hours. Right? In the middle was the Oran. Mm-hmm. So if you measured, if you measured, and the Oran itself was, uh, whatever, let's say three hours, right? So therefore, if it's three amas, we would expect that from one side of the arm to the wall would be three uh, seven, three and a half. But it's following the universe of space. And the other way, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. One, three and a half to <coughs> one end, and the other three and a half, because it took up three amas, let's see, right? But if you did, but that's if, but it didn't come out that way. If you would measure the arm from one side to the <coughs> other, it was five amas. Mm-hmm. And then if you went to the other side of the yarn, 
and measured it from this side to that, it's also five amas. Mm -hmm. So where was the arm? Because the whole space was only ten amas. So the arm, the arm it, didn't, it didn't exist. So did it exist or did it not exist? Obviously it existed because you could touch it, but it didn't take up space. That's not a violation of existence. That's just no, no, but, uh, but the, law, it, the laws of physics. Well, yeah, well, it's, 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 physics. it's not we could imagine something existing not in space. <coughs> All I'm saying is that angels exist not in space, right? Well, Welcome. they do that. Safe whatever exists not in space. So also exists well, not that's in because space, it's, a, it's an abstract being. But why is that saying it exists and doesn't exist at the same time? No, no, wait, wait, wait. A, 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 an abstract being doesn't exist in space, but a concrete being, which an orange is, exists in space. We would say the same thing with a malach. A malach exists in space. Except maybe it's a different dimension. You know, it's all, it's a different dimension. That's why we can't see it. Now, where in the world would it expand to? I don't know. We don't know it more than that. You know what I'm saying? It was, if there are many more dimensions than length, width, and height, so maybe the angel exists in space, except it's, it's, it's none of these dimensions. Wouldn't violate. See? So the, the real problem is you're touching the orange, so it's there, yet it doesn't exist in our space. There's no length, width, or height. So, that makes sense. Because you touch it, it does exist in length, width, and height. You, measure, you can measure the orange itself, right? And then when you measure the sides, so what do you measure? It's a contradiction. It, it seems to be exist and non-exist at the same instant in time. So that seems to be a violation of the transcendental law of, of existence. What I'm trying to get at is that it seems that the Bansham can, that he is a being that is beyond the laws of existence. Not just that he can't, he does actually do it all. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, he's not, even the Bansham, the Bansham <coughs> is not restricted by the very law, not only he's not restricted by those seven elements which I mentioned, but he's not even restricted by the laws of existence itself, which is beyond, you know what I'm saying? So then, how could that be? So what comes out is that the existence of God is not the same as our existence. That's what it means. But we the question is... We can't figure this out. It's not that he's a different yeah, being. We, wait, wait, wait. It's not that he's a different being. Because if he was another type of being, he would conform to the laws of existence. But it comes out that his existence is not... He doesn't have the same quality called existence like we do. But the question is, what is it? What's the, what is it? We don't know. We don't know what the alternative to existence is. But he got that? It's, a, it's abstract. Everybody follow me? What's the third uh, exception? What's the third restriction that existence has? Said well, I said there are three. You said two or you said three? The, law, the one is called the law of the excluded middle. Between existence and non-existence, there's no middle. The second law is the law of uh, or contradiction that a thing cannot exist and not exist. A thing cannot exist and not <coughs> exist at the same instant in time. Either it is or it isn't. You know what I'm saying? It can't be simultaneous. No, there's no middle. It cannot simultaneously be existing. And the law of identity is that a thing can, is what it is. It cannot be itself and something else at the same instant in time. These are the three laws of existence that are never violated. What I'm saying is that not only is the motion perfect... Who made, who made these three laws? Who made them? Yeah, these are laws of uh, philosophy. I don't know, maybe Aristotle. Kabbalah, no, 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 it goes back to Aristotle. This is philosophy. Yeah, this, this is, it's really ontology. It's Aishka Halpi Kabbalah? Yeah. 
I mean, all that we know from the Rebbeinu Shalom is not through empirical reasoning. We know it through Kabbalah. Well, we know, yeah, we know it through the not through empirical the reasoning. of Harsina. So what I'm saying now is this: is that it's not only I, I define perfection as a thing is everything it could be. Its potential is fully actualized. That was the first thing I said. So therefore, it's perfect in what it is. The second thing is that. You know, uh, the second thing, I define perfection in the forms of existence itself, right? That existence itself, a thing is whatever existence can give it. Got it? Which is like, you know, wow, everything. But then I said that existence itself is limited by three laws, right? So now I'm jumping up and saying, wait a minute. The Bosham is not even subject to that limit. But then the question is, then the Bosham does not have the same existence we do. Or else how could he violate those laws? So then the question is, what do you mean? What kind of existence is God? If he can violate the laws of existence. We're not talking about another type of being. We're talking about his being, the etzem is different. No, we, we don't know. It's not child. No, we... So I'm, I'm showing you how far the Bosham is removed from us. That even his very existence is not our existence. So whatever his type of existence is, it can violate our type of existence. But we don't know what that is because existence is so basic. Like, you mean there's another type of existence? Like, it either is or it's not. There can't be another is. <coughs> That's all existence means, I mean, it he, is. He created the concept of existence. Well, that, I'm not getting to that. that we're not into that I yet. I think it's the next level problem. Yeah, well, well, I'm not into that. Like anyway, so therefore, the perfection of God, so to speak, okay, is a perfection that is not even the same existence as we. God just does not only differ from us in the, what's called the attributes or the qualities. Even his existence itself differs from us. <laughs> But you got that? That should make your head spin. It did. What? It did. It did. Okay. So that, so therefore, uh, <coughs> you know? And there's no chesar, which means God has no limitations, no deficiencies. And therefore, and also no dependencies. He's not dependent on any other being. He's not limited in any, his being, you know, and he's not deficient in any way in his being, you know. And, okay, but what I'm, I'm adding, what? So we def- yeah, no limitations, so no dependencies, no deficiencies. We define deficiency that it's non-actualized potential. Correct. What about limits and dependencies? Can we define them? Well, limited is like a, an ant is limited. It's not deficient because it's an ant. It's got everything an ant can have, but it's limited because it's not a human. No, it's it's not it's not like another species, and he doesn't need anything to be dependent on. Which means that what's interesting, you know what that means. Uh, let's go to its full understanding. If God is not dependent, we know what, it, God is not deficient. Means whatever God could be, he is. He's not limited, right? No, there's nothing better than him in that sense. But he could, because he's everything, right? 
but he's not dependent either. Are we dependent on something? Wait, plenty. Why? Plenty. Plenty. Yes. When you look at your checkbook every month, you realize how dependent you are. Because you just you need just you just need more money, right? Okay, but getting more a little more teeth. What about suffering and the idea of perfection? And I know we have merits and things, but what about a gazelle that's being chased by a tiger that's fearful? Did that gazelle merit somehow <coughs> to be on that end of the stick to be panicked? Gazelles don't merit anything. A gazelle cannot merit anything, and it cannot be guilty of anything. <clears throat> because it has no free will, but it's fulfilling its potential. It's, it's acting out its nature. <coughs> it's, it's, it's in the chain, food chain. It's part of the food chain. It's, it's not just being like a sandwich, you know, enough, but it's suffering. But you have to understand what that means. When we, when, when, when I'm saying that God is not efficient, you know what that is. He has his, is he actualizes anything he could be. He's not limited. Which means that he is everything that exists in the you know, you know. But he's not dependent. Are we dependent on something? Of course we are. What are we dependent on? We are dependent on what? Space. If space did not exist, we could not exist because we cannot expand into space. We are dependent on those seven ideas. Right? We're dependent on them. You see? Not only that, we're dependent on the phenomenon called existence. Are we? If existence did not exist, we couldn't exist. So we are dependent on the reality of existence. Yes? So if God is independent, what does that mean? That he is independent of existence itself. That's too far. Wait a minute. Now what? He's independent of existence itself? He has to be. Or else he'd be dependent. He wouldn't be perfect. A perfect being is not dependent on anything. Or else it wouldn't be perfect. It's limited to the existence of that other being. But wait a minute. We are dependent on many things. Certainly on existence itself. If that phenomenon didn't exist, we couldn't exist either. That doesn't contradict perfection. Because we define perfection as uh, it's within existence, whatever yeah. existence allows. Existence no, doesn't allow notice what I'm doing. So not notice what I'm doing. I'm climbing the ladder. But I started with a I started with a limit no, understanding. We're going up, but it doesn't contradict perfection. And then, right, and then I said whatever existence can bring. Exists, then it says, wait, God can exist beyond even the limited existence. But now I'm saying even more. No, but it's not God doesn't need any existence to exist. It's not a problem with perfection. It's beyond perfection because perfection is whatever existence allows. Yeah, the, yeah, the vote. That's no, a contradiction. Remember, the existence to exist. Correct. That's a contradiction. Yeah, the vote. No, no, no. What's because God is not dependent on anything. Because that if he's perfect, I'll just show you how far perfect goes. But he's always existed, God. By going, by going beyond existence, you go beyond perfection. What? What? By going beyond, by going beyond existence, you go beyond perfection. Because perfection means without existence alone. If something goes beyond existence, it's not a problem. Perfection is limited by existence. You are going beyond existence. You're going beyond perfection too. Yes. It's not perfection, really. It's not condition. It's not that it's not perfect. If you cannot go beyond existence, but I'm now defining the ultimate perfection. 
is that you cannot be dependent so on anything. The, because then you're limited by, by the existence of whatever you're Your sense of perfection is unlimited, even with perfection itself. Yeah, it's, it's like a quantum leap. That God is not dependent on what? On the concept or the phenomenon itself. Because he would be limited. He would need existence to exist, and then he could have it. You see what I'm saying? Oh, it depends on existence. But, we're with oh, but he doesn't because, depend on existence. Uh, God has all what? Even on existence. So in a sense, so the what is he? What? Yeah, and he's not dependent on anything. God is not dependent on anything. We're stuck on. He's always existed. Well, so I'm just showing you. When we say it's cloud, how far it goes. Yeah. No, it's Most people learn this base. Most people learn this base very simply. Okay, you know. Why? Uh, nobody knows who he is, father. <coughs> and only this we know, that he's a Motsi Sholem and every Shlemus, and he has no Chesom. You know what I'm saying? That's how they learn, okay, now, okay, now what? But they have not thought about it. You see, there's a Murdoch Amkis to this statement. You see, because he would have a Chesom. If God needs the phenomenon of existence to exist in then he has a chasson. But hasn't he always existed? Doesn't he? Has God always existed? But that doesn't make a difference. He, oh, he has always existed. He's but, always existed. But he's always mechusa. That's what it means. What? That he would always be dependent on existence. At any instant time that he is, he's dependent on the phenomenon of existence. Or else he doesn't exist. But we're saying God has no chasson. He has no deficiencies. Which he's means he's not including the phenomenon of existence. So then the question then, what is he? We can't understand so that. This is where I'm leading. <coughs> uh, listen, That's I advertise this year as the Derech Hashem Be'iyon. Right? I'm trying to deliver. So why doesn't uh, Gimel and Dal, he says exactly this? So what is, if he means this by Shalem, why in Gimel and Dal does he say, is he saying, is this, is this what he's saying about Hashem then? The what? He seems to be saying this in Gimel and Dal, that he's not a and he's not, he's not telling anything. Yeah, so I'm going to that. But, so, uh, so what is Shalom different than that then? Yes, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay, so you hear how far it goes. Yeah, okay. Your yeah, head's spinning, uh, you know, you got to settle Let's down. Let's get to the point. This is the point. We have it all. I just dropped the point that most people don't even know, never heard of. <clears throat> You know, that is the point. It's something uh, that we can't fathom or understand. We, well, uh, something uh, always exists, I'm not, a, but it's I'm not, not interested in understanding it. I just want to know yeah. how far it goes. Is that an issue? The, the, the Hashem always existed? Is that, is that a reality? Yes. yes. <clears throat> or Hashem now, existed within the existence that He created? What I'm trying to show is that there are specific parameters of this entire Bria. That's what there are. There are parameters. And I mentioned seven. The classic <coughs> seven parameters, you know, elements that, that, that we, we have, everything has in general. You know, that's all. That's number one. So I've given different definitions of it. You know, perfection of a being in terms of what is potential. Actualization of all, perfect, all, all potential is one type of perfection. Actualization in terms of whatever existence will allow is a second type of perfection. Yes, because it's got everything existence will allow. Third perfection is that God can, can even violate the laws of existence 
transcendental laws of existence. So that is the third concept of perfection, right? And then all of a sudden I hit everybody right between the eyes and I said, wait a minute, even God is not even dependent on existence itself as a phenomenon that he needs to be. He doesn't even need that. That's the four concepts I just lay down, right? So what I'm trying to show you is that if you think you have any inkling of this being, you don't. Because we have no idea what that means. That the phenomenon of existence is not necessary for God. But then the question is, so what is he? What's the alternative? We don't know. We don't know. It is so far beyond anything we've dreamed about. I mean, not that we go to sleep dreaming about this. I mean, it's, you know. That it's just, it's just incredible. It is, you know, you could think about just this year for weeks and weeks, just trying to work it different ways and think about it. But this is what's well, it's called... It's not going to get us anywhere. No. Well, it'll get to what we don't know, which itself is going somewhere. You can't go. It's impenetrable. I don't really care if it's impenetrable. I want to know why it's impenetrable. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. I'm showing you that. I want, words, I want to show you how much of an Amorit we really are. That's really what I'm saying. How much we really do not know about God. So I've given you four different labels of perfection. And the fourth one is just beyond comprehension. Because God is not dependent, or else it wouldn't be perfect, on the phenomenon of existence itself. Because oh, he would oh, need that oh, in order to be. Well, you no, say that's not perfection. Is... The ultimate perfection is you are not dependent on anything, including existence itself. But then... That question, of course, arises of what in the world when is you, When you, you use the term existence, is it like an outgrowth? It's an outgrowth of creation. No, it's not. Existence is a phenomenon. Which comes about through creation. It's a thing that which comes we don't know what existence we, we exist, but don't ask me what it is. But which comes about through creation. No. Well, created. no, 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 no. no. Oh, well, actually, but God was never created. So in that... In that Sense, we can understand that. Yes, but what you're really what? saying, what you're really yes, saying, <laughs> unless you're saying is that, so therefore, well, that, that comes with another question, that the phenomenon of existence itself <clears throat> is a nivra. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You, but you realize what that statement says? Yeah. Like, what in the world came before it? That means there's something that is not connected to the phenomenon of existence. And that's God. But we, we don't know of an alternative to existence. There is no alternative, really. It's the most basic word in the English language. To be. Right? So, what we come to the conclusion is that the Bosham doesn't need existence to exist, so to speak. Because he's never created. We, he doesn't come into the concept of being created. So the question, of course, so therefore, Stress? we realize that existence itself was a created act. Just to create the phenomenon of existence is a bria of which God is not. That's an incredible thought. You, you, you don't realize how profound that thought is. It is the first because everybody. What? Is it the first nivra to be created? Which existence? No. Or maybe nivra is the first. Well, in a certain sense, yes. But I always like to think there's something created before it. What's that? Oh, 
That's the bottom line. That's what that's we, that's that's like we, the have bottom. Have, we have to head there. But I hold Shuvah this. Shuvah was created before the world, but Shuvah is also no, a, no. Forget Shuvah. That's way down the line. No, no. I I believe there's something that's created first. What's that? Before what? Yes. Yeah. Torah. Who? Who? No, no. Torah is way later. No. Beyond before Nivra, yeah, before Nivra. It's going to be. It's going. But I. I believe. I believe that there's something that was created first, not existence. Although what I'm going to say has existence, I'm going to give you a concept. It clearly has existence. So you know. So whatever that means. But this concept was created first, and existence is a manifestation of this concept. We're really hitting, we're scraping the bottom of the thought barrel. The thought barrel. No, it's what, like, what is this? Let's hear What was the And you know what it is? It's a possible. The Marshall Magala, the possible, yes. It's an incredible possible. I mean, you have to see the amkus of that possible. You don't see it. Let me tell you now. You just, you just touch it, you walk away, it's a, it's a big deal. <coughs> There is something, there is a concept that pre-exists everything. And the phenomenon of existence conforms to that concept. Is it the name of the Rabbanishlava? No, no, no. No, Everything is after this concept. Okay. Who can guess? If you guess this, you got the prize. You've got the, this prize is worth more than five Hundred million dollars. I think that's what the lottery is now, right? How much? What's the lottery now? Five hundred million. Was. 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 Oh, it, oh, two people won it. Yeah. Oh, can't be me because I never bought a ticket. <laughs> One guy won a Lakewood, a million dollars. Yeah. So check the ticket. I never bought a ticket. I didn't know that. Maybe I had a concept of creation. No. No. They're all after this idea. But he's right. I mean, you need something you need like the concept of creating existence. Are you impressed with you? Are you impressed No. No. They're all after this concept. What could it be? Yichud. Who? Yichud. No. Simpson. They all f- no. They all follow this word. Everything follows this one idea. Limitation. Well, beginning. Who? Beginning itself. Well, beginning. He's saying will. will. You know, it's a, who? Will. No. No, no. I want to tell you something. When you build a building, you have something in mind. Blueprint. Every, well, no, it's more than a blueprint. Every person that builds, I mean, any architect, he has to have the idea. He has a dimmy. Forget the dimmy. No, no, no. He has an idea in mind. And then he proceeds to build based on that idea. Think about that. You know, when you want to do something, you always have the exact idea. And then you proceed to build on that idea. In other words, you want that idea to have manifestational expression. You know, if I have an idea called a dira, a dira means a resonance, right? So it's okay. That I, what, what, what exactly is a resonance? A resonance is a place, right, in which I can reside. <coughs> Which means from the elements. It means I can be there, I can live there. 
right? So I now build a residence. But the idea is resonance. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want, right? The Bria has one idea. Also concept? That everything follows that idea. It was that's the central idea of the blueprint. And then God just makes the rest. What? No. 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 Is the word. Now, toiv, that's the bottom of everything. What the Borisham did is the word toiv, which means goodness, yes, everything follows the word goodness. Words, wait, 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 forget how. The concept called goodness, hatovo, is the bottom word. Existence is toiv. Didn't, didn't the Rebbe create the concept of time? That's what I'm saying. You know, so this we, is, we, could, we could have thought that Ra's time. What I'm saying is something which is interesting. It was said something interesting. There was a concept called Toiv that precedes, because existence itself is a form that follows Toiv. Why does existence exist? Because it's Toiv. That's why. Because the greatest thing that you can have, what's the greatest, if you walk over to God, right? You know, you know, what's the greatest thing that God ever gave you? Tell me. The mind. No. Existence. That's the greatest thing he gave you. Is you are. Not you, you, right? You are. You can't beat that gift. But yes. Some, some things would rather yes not no. have existed. Yeah, because they have tzoros. What's the definition of time? Don't give me, like don't give me a human like condition. Like it says, the Mara, you know, time uh, Yeah, no, time. no. That, well, that means never means to have Oedem Hazer, you know, it means, it's not, it's not Nivra, it's Nivra in this condition. They better to have Oedem Hazer. What's the definition of time? Oh, it's a valid question. So but the Bible created what, that definition. Each day, except for one. What I'm saying something, something is that the bottom line, although it seems Toiv has existence, it's a concept, but what I'm trying to say is that Toiv, that existence itself as a phenomenon, was created because it's Toiv. That's good. It was this Brio manifests itself as an absolute Toiv. Mamela, God made it. It's like I said, I want to make a residence. And res- residence is the central idea that determines the whole blueprint. Right? Because everything in that blueprint, right, is a condition for residence. It's going to, f- wait, it's going to fulfill the residence requirement. Correct? Yes? Same thing. Hatovo. Hatovo. Whatever that is, goodness is the word that precedes everything. So therefore, everything follows Hatova, <coughs> which means that Bansha wants to be a native. You see, it goes back to this. A native is somebody who does Hatova. A native is a poil. He does good. Yes? He, right? What he does? A native is somebody who does 
toiv. Right? When the Ramchal says the whole purpose of the Diyah, Ramchal is Maramah's that. What's the Ramchal say? That, well, we'll see later. We didn't get to it. You know, maybe I should have held this off. You know. But we're now in the nature of God. The Ramchal says that the, the purpose of creation is Atova Shlema, perfect goodness. What does that mean, the purpose? That means that's the first word. That's the purpose, which means that that concept of Atova gives rise to everything. And the beauty of it is what the what the Ramchal says, Vayarukim, as Kolashe Osa, what? He saw that everything in everything, call Hashem also including existence itself, toiv ma'id. What ma'id means, you know, it's toiv in the superlative, but it's toiv. So from there you see that everything must conform to toiv. Got it? Everything. That is the, that is what's called the pivot of the bria. That's what he says. The Moshe actually says it, and he saw that everything was toiv. What do I care if it's toiv? Because that's what it has to conform to is toiv. That's the first well, idea. How you do you get a definition? So yes, toiv is a creation. How, how do you get a definition of toiv that is not dependent on other things that exist? No, it's not that. It's that. No, every, what is toiv? And well, to define toiv in terms of other things. Because I'll say toiv mode is the Yetz Sahara. Well, the, well, even, even the yes. Even, so your own Shlom had to program what toiv meant. In other words, there's a concept called toiv. Our problem is this. We have a problem, right? What is toiv that necessitated this type of bria? Look, you're looking at a bria creation. It's got trillions and trillions of things. It's got disease, it's got, it's got laughter, it's got joy, it's got stakes, it's got everything. You know, it's got everything. Yet all of it follows this concept called toiv. And that's why it says that God saw, sounds funny, yeah? It's got steaks. What can I tell you? Lipstick. Anyway, that means everything had to conform. That's what the Pusik says. It's almost there. Nobody sees it that way. You ever say, well, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Wait a minute. But that means that toiv is the central word of everything. Everything has to conform to that because it says God so everything there was good. We were good. That means good was the first thing in his mind, so to speak. You know? Now, so here's the problem. A, what does toiv mean then? What does toiv mean? And I will, I will get that. That's number one. Number two, what was the alternative? Are there any alternative? Ra? Pivotal points? No, no, no. Ra is no, 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 no. Could God have made a Bria with some other pivotal point, not Toiv? And then what would be the manifestation of that word? And the answer, of course he could have done that. He could have created another word, right? Another concept, not Toiv. But that would have led to a whole different creation, which are the manifestations and expressions of X concept. Which would not be, but you don't realize what that means. That means nothing here probably would have been duplicated in the other universe, <clears throat> which is incredible. That means God can make a Bria that in no way resembles, in any way, this <coughs> Bria. Why? <coughs> because the word that underlies everything is not Taif. Maybe he did it, we don't know. Oh, no, maybe, yeah, of course, maybe he did. We don't know. But I'm just saying that, so that's the, so, which is interesting. How can the, again, how can the concept of Taif? 
exist before, before existence. What does it mean? Does it yes, I, yes, yes, yes. I recognize that. Uh, I don't have an answer to that, really. But I believe that the phenomenon of existence, it's, remember, what am I saying? That God does not exist the way we do. He's not subject to the laws of existence. And he's not dependent on the phenomenon itself, which is, we, we have no concept of who he is. He's not even dependent on, on existence. Wow, so now what is he? We don't know. Uh, it's some kind of a place or universe or whatever that is not this. It's none of this. You see. But what I am saying is, so therefore, so what's the central idea of this? Toiv. I, Toiv, needs existence. And Echanami. It would seem that you need existence first, and then Toiv can come in. But I'm saying the reverse. That existence itself is a phenomenon that is Toiv. And therefore, it exists. Weird. But I don't really have an answer for that. Because it is so basic, but you hear the logic of what I'm saying. The Pusik says that. And we know from experience that before anybody begins to do anything, uh, there's always a key concept that he wants to do. <clears throat> you want to build a business, you know? So there's a key concept, the, the, the idea of the business. And then you, you proceed. So the question is, what was the key Are concept? You that is and the Ramchal says, Hatova Shlomo. You, are you saying that Toiv is an essence of the Rabbi Shlalom? No. I said Toiv, what I'm trying to argue here, essence of uh, is Toiv is the first thing created. Oh, it's a creation. And therefore existence, which is Toiv, everything goes after that, including existence. But then the question is, then what is Toiv? So we could say that the concept of Toiv is beyond existence. It has an existence that is not like ours. Uh, and it was not only does God not have an existence like ours, <coughs> even the word time, so therefore doesn't need existence. What I'm saying is that there is some type of an alternative to existence that we cannot conceive of. Yet there is, God is that, and Toiv could also be something else, not existence. And then everything follows. Just for the sake of it is a very, wait, it is a very profound thought. I will tell you now that there's actually well, the, the, the thought that God is not even dependent on the phenomenon of existence is a very profound thought. As far as I know, you're not going to meet anybody who even thinks this way, number one. Certainly they're not going to know the concept of Torah. But if you hear the logic of it, what the Ramchal says, Hatova is the, uh, the whole Tachas the whole of the Bri is Hatova, right? And then everything follows. So what I'm saying, which is interesting, is what's the greatest, <coughs> once Torah is whatever that is, right? Uh, what is the greatest exit? What is the greatest time? And the answer is being. Can't beat it. <coughs> you cannot beat being. How, how do you get to that? What? How do you get to that? The, the fact, the fact that the fact that existence is toy. Why? Why being is the greatest toy? Why can't it be another better toy than just existence? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't really know what the concept of toiv is. I mean, we have our definitions, you know, pleasure is toiv. You know, we have our simple ideas, like I say, you know. When we experience pleasure, when we experience security, I'm safe. When you have money, all this is toiv, you know. But there's a concept of toiv that is beyond what we know. And the universe conforms to that concept of toiv. What I'm saying is the greatest form of that toiv as far as I understand, is being. 
the concept of toiv created the concept of existence. I just want to reconcile something in some So there are, is stuff, but the problem is it is so fundamental. It is so beyond, so basic. <coughs> uh, you can ask me, well, what is toiv that existence would be? I don't know. But we do recognize one thing. Existence is the greatest toiv. Yes or no? Isn't it better to exist than non-exist? Think about that. Of course it's the greatest type. Well, quality, see, yes. quality of the existence matters too. What's that? Quality of existence matters. Yeah. Well, that's it's after. Like, if yeah. it's not enough quality, then, then uh, I'm quite sure. Well, that's actually it's a very interesting concept, the quality of existence. Yes. The idea that so what we really need to realize something very interesting, because we're really late, you know, you know. If you think about this, the concept of Hatova, which is first, and the concept of uh, existence as the immediate aftermath of the concept of toil. Yes? Yes? There's something that follows, which is very, very fascinating. What's the greatest thing God did for us? He gave us existence. What's the greatest thing he can do for us? I don't know. Oh, no. Continue on. It is, it is existence. Continue good. Oh, exactly. Right? Or jump. Jump. If existence is the greatest good that God gave us, yes? So what's the great... If God wants to promise us something, Irrevocable. which is called toy. Irrevocable. Irrevocable existence. No. Well, uh, no. Unlimited existence. Yeah. Unlimited existence. It's, you cannot take it back. What's unlimited existence? You cannot take it back. No, he's saying, continued. I mean, what is unlimited, yes? A continuous existence is the greatest gift. Is that true or not? That implies time. I don't care if it exists in time or outside of time. That's condition. It's irrelevant. No, it means he cannot take it back. That's the point. And I, he can't take anything back, anything he wants. No, 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 no. Follow the logic. Again, if the concept of toiv, which precedes existence, because existence is the aftermath of toiv, yes? And then if God says, okay, I'm now going to give you toiv, knows I've given you a certain amount of toiv, right? We exist, you know. But oilum habo, it's going to be a place of what? Unlimited time. But, what's unlimited time? The more existence, the more. Unlimited existence. Unlimited existence. Which means forever. Right. Eternity. Yes? Yes. Eternity. Yes? You want to say? Yes. I'm saying, well, you, he gives you that you could cause your own existence. Fine, but that's because you want to negate a problem. That all that does is removes a problem. Namadik Sufa. But I'm talking about the, uh, once you've, you know, you can have existence without Namadik Sufa. Namalik Sufa is a detraction. That's true. But there's something else which is very, very interesting. If the Bonisham says, I'm going to give you toiv, right? We know he refers to what? Existence. Because that's it. Yes or no? I don't get it. Himself. Wait. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me, tell you, let me spill it out. There are two things. The Bonsham gave us existence, number one. But if the Bonsham promises us, Hatovo, but that means he didn't give it to us yet. He gave us existence, but that means there's something more about existence that he can give us, that he hadn't done yet. Yes? What is that? 
One is continued existence. More existence. More existence. What? Yeah, I know. You got that puzzled expression on your face. Uh, here's what you have to understand. And, I, and I'll show you. No, that's time. That's the continuity. No. God is going to give us more existence. We're going to exist quality. Not quantity. Uh, exactly. More. Now, wait a minute. We don't know what that means. Wait a minute. I can't exist more. I either exist or I don't exist. <clears throat> that's basic. But what does it mean to exist more? I can't add to this. No, because because it's either yes or no. I either am or I'm not. Well, How can I be more of I am? How can I am have quality or quantity? Got it? I mean, the more money we have, the more quality. And the answer got. is uh, that that's exactly what the Bosh is going to give us. Oyam Habo, existence is the greatest hatov of all. We, all we, call, we know that. We can feel that. We are. You know? We are. That's what it is. That's the greatest gift of all. Uh, but wait a minute. And that follows Matova. But Ilum Habba hasn't happened yet. Therefore, what's waiting for us? It can't be existence because we got it. So what more can we have? And the answer is two things. Continuity. That we will never cease to exist. One. Its cessation will never happen. Wow, it's phenomenal, right? But what's even more important is that God only gave us a certain degree of existence. There are more degrees of being. Not types of being. Being itself can be dialed up. It's like the intensity, like you got a switch, you know, you also you give intensity, yes. Now, we don't know what that means. We have no idea. We know what existence is, because we have it, right? But we, don't want it, we do not know what it means to exist more. We don't know. Why, why is that just not being less and less dependent on other things? And that, more that, the cause of your own existence. That's more like you're more like a shame. But that's a condition that it doesn't detract. Right, no, it's a degree. No. It, it, it is, in that, yes, to the degree that it stops the detraction, it is greater. But it's more than that. It's not just the removal of the negative that the Bansham does. Oyelim Pahabwa has a hatovo, shlemo. Shlemo, that means... The Rebbeinu revs up, so to speak, more existence. Isn't now, it? let me bring you a Chazal that I hold as a Raya. Can we just say there's existence and non-existence and nothing in between it? Well, it, it, that's our existence. There's nothing in between it. No, 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 but there could be more existence. Isn't quality There's nothing in between. Isn't quality of life a uh, way? Quality of life. No, he, he didn't have this, but He had types of existence. He had types, qualities of who he was and so on, but he didn't have more existence. But uh, just, to, just to give you the, the, the it says in the Chazal, it says the Kol Mashen Snabe, everything the prophets prophesied was concerning Ghana, uh, 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 Mashiach. Got that? Messianic era. But Oilam Habo, the eye has never beheld what is reserved for the righteous. That's what it says. So you say, wait a minute, what kind of expression is that? It should just say, everything the prophets prophesied about is Yemois HaMashiach, the Messianic era. But it should say, but the mind cannot comprehend what's in Oilam Habo. That's what it should say. If Oilam Habo is a thing that we cannot comprehend, it should say that, but it doesn't. It says, I Ruasa. The eye has never beheld. What well, that means is that we know it's in Oilam Habo. It's existence. 
Oilam Haba is the place of the phenomenon of existence. But we've never seen, not we can comprehend, but we've never seen it. Uh, we've never seen it, more existence. We don't know what that is. I can comprehend it, but I, I cannot, I, I don't know what it is because I've never seen it. I've never seen somebody exist more. Yet that's what waits us in Oilam Haba. Have I got that? And that's not Russian Chazal. I want to bring a raya. Got that? I know it was. It doesn't say Hamoyach Loi Maven, Loi Masig, that the mind cannot comprehend. That's what it should say. If Oyelim Hamba was a place that was totally different, that you know what, that you know, then it should say, you know, Hamoyach Loi Masig, you know. But it doesn't say that. It says the eye has never beheld, you know, what is reserved because I, I, I've never seen it, but I can understand it. So there's no chason in Hasaga. But there is a chesson in experiencing it, which is the Ayinoi Rosa. I want to bring a raya, a proof from that chazal, from the Lush of that chazal, which tells you, right, what? That Oilam Haba is a place that you can rev up, you can intensify the phenomenon of existence itself, not just that it continues forever, but that you can experience the phenomenon of existence itself goes up, you exist more. More, <coughs> how? And that will get as we go on. That's the kind. How? What's the mechanism? And the answer is, what's the mechanism for this? What allows me to exist more? Vegas. What? Vegas. Beautiful. Exactly. Vegas in God. The Rebbeinu is the greatest intensity of existence, whatever that is. When you are dovic to him, you see, because God is, the essence of God is existence at its greatest level, which is not really him. That's the answer, which I'll get into, because now we begin to understand what the answer is. Uh, so therefore, existence at the greatest level, okay, so to speak, is God or the answer. We tap into that. So we come to an incredible conclusion that existence is a phenomenon that not only is pervasive and not only will continue, but it actually has an infinite amount of gradations which we will experience in Oyelim Habo. So therefore, the experience of Oyelim Habo is what? Three words. Infinite bliss forever. That's what it is. Uh, that's why I know you are so. We don't know what that feel. We've never experienced that. We actually have, in a, li- in a very simple sense, the concept of well-being. Did you ever, it was called peak, peak performance, you know? You get up in the morning and you jump out of bed, right? And you scream, wow, another day! I don't think we do that too often. <laughs> Especially your wife's gonna get up somebody out of your mind. Crazy. <laughs> Another day. What is that? Crazy, you know? No, but but we, we, we've experienced <coughs> some things like that, right? Where we just feel fabulous. Yeah, it's rare, you know. But sometimes you feel right, all of a sudden you're sitting down and you just it's like all the sim, all the systems. Boom. It's a go at peak. 
the mind is working with incredible speed. And all of a sudden you comprehend immediately and quickly. The memory is there. It's like, and you just feel secure. It's like, and you just feel, it's called well-being. Fabulous. You know, you just feel fabulous. I wouldn't say you don't exist more, but there's, wow, what a difference between that it's like the guy who just the sports guy, all these guys, you know, signed a seven-year contract, you know, for $20 million a year, you know. These guys, you know, whatever, you know. <clears throat> so that's the only kind of maybe, maybe this is that, I don't know, you know. Uh, but Oilam <clears> Haba <throat> is a place that the greatest toiv is there. Existence is the greatest toiv. <clears throat> There's nothing that beats it. That will be multiplied by infinite amount of degrees for all eternity. And that's what it's all about. You see? So we've done a lot of profound ideas. Uh, the four different types of perfection. The fact that God doesn't exist in our terms the way we exist. It's something else. The fact that Toiv is the greatest of all, is the, is the word that underlies everything, and existence is the immediate expression of toif, and therefore that is Oidam Habo, unlimited degrees. How's that? You should know, you guys know something that 99.9999% of Jews have no inkling about. What can I tell you? Yeah, that's what you got for coming to this year. You got some more existence. You got more, more existence, existence, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the key to more existence. I didn't know oil and love was going to be forever. No, it's a little, what is? The only way. It means I never ever decide to well, terminate the whole no. being existence? No. You won't terminate, no. It'll go on. You know, it's after 15 billion years of Elam Haba has passed. The incredible thing is that. 15 billion years like one second because it's going to go on infinitely long. Even that's nothing compared to the eternity. Because eternity, eternity is, right, goes on. So what's 15 billion years? Nothing. Because eternity will make 15 no, billion years look like nothing. Boring? Oh! <laughs> because there will be, there'll be an intensity, an ever present intensity, which will always increase. Correct. Yeah. There's an infinite amount of degrees of existence that will never stop. That's why it says Sadiqam, even they have no menuch in Oidam Haba. They have no rest. Why? Because Oidam Haba isn't static. Well, and I'm getting, I'm tired of it. You know, what's, what's for tomorrow, you know? No. <laughs> Every instant of time is another experience of existence. Now, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there won't be good stuff in the sense of, you know, well, what do I experience? Because existence gives rise, right? You know, I'm, you know, uh, but what really goes on is this unbelievable rapture. But it will also depend on what they earned. Yes. Well, that, well I'm not talking about that now. That's because some people correct. will have more, greater portions of them. Yes. Yes, and I'm not going into that. How much of Vegas, uh, but whatever it is, um, you know. But the, okay, look, there's a lot of ideas I just went through. You know, you gotta really think about this. You know, because does, uh, does Ron Cole talk about you know, uh, God exists outside of time and He's perfect? What was the behind the moment that said <coughs> I want to do all this? 
and if the whole timelessness somehow there is no moment there is no moment like that no there's not it's not that God sat down and said what do I do with my time and <laughs> no, no, creation, like, there is no such I thing you know? we don't know we don't know God doesn't he doesn't think we doesn't operate where we operate well it, there's no time so what does that mean just, you're right it just came but, but it's outside of time what led to that what I think I want to do this yeah on the way, so next week we're on uh, uh, 9.30. Yeah, but Hanukkah's earlier. I mean, unless you're having a party, you know? I would like to give a Hanukkah share next week. Is that okay? Perfect. What the premium of Hanukkah is. And I guarantee that nobody knows. That what I'm going to say next week, none of you know. 